drunk by the end of this what if i intro this time oh please go oh my god okay welcome to the pod (laughs) today is a very special episode do you hear that (laughs) what is it i don't know iconic wow that intro went off the rails (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's what happens when i do the intro you do it becca you're not gonna drop your credits at all or anything oh um well i don't even know where i left off or like what journey we just went on um yeah do you want to just start over i was like welcome to the pod today's a very special episode uh we will be reviewing uh <laughs> Not an album, but things that got us through 2020. Uh, my you name is... didn't even... What? She's like, you're like... <laughs> I'm so I don't, I don't even have. I don't even have feedback. I, I just I'm out of order because really I was going to do that and then introduce ourselves. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's what I was going to... I was going to point out that the order seems a little off, but, you know, literally, it's your job now. Now you know so. that every time you intro the pod, I'm not paying attention at all. Um, yeah. <laughs> my name is Becca High. You might know me from... <laughs> nothing uh that's literally not true and becca whenever people text me and they're like okay like who is becca to you like how do you know her i'm like oh you know like we're like childhood friends like grew up in the same area you know we're in a band together briefly she worked on the sims people go she worked on the sims <laughs> i'm like yeah isn't that crazy you know what's crazy is my same exact job is um up like i see it on linkedin all the time but like i can't i can't do it um etc etc okay my name is becca hi and (laughs) if you have a crush on me please let me know (laughs) i am so lonely I, you know what, also, hi, I'm Coral Kuhn. You may know me from my music projects, Museum Mouth Gave Me, or my slight involvement with anything. I am also, unfortunately, tis the season, I'm painfully alone. And um, if you have a crush on me, please confess. Um, if you typically confess this in the DMs, just send me a reminder. Um, you know, I don't, I am on my phone all the time, but I'm not always looking where I need to be looking. Um Okay, I, Becca kind of said it. I don't know what's going to make into the final edit of this app or not. I'm but, sorry, uh, <laughs> this edit is going to be a nightmare for you. Uh, You're perfect. No, I love it. Um, this week is uh, a little different. We're not reviewing a particular album. We're reviewing 10 things that rocked about this unfortunately sucky year and 10 things that got us through this year, basically. So we're doing a listicle adventure. Call us the BuzzFeed of podcasts. Oh, yeah. 
Um, I figured we would start at 10 and work our way up to one. Oh, Does that shit. sound? Mine is not in any particular order. Okay, no, no, no. That's, oh, okay. I love that. I love that. Mine actually is because I like, of course, you know, like brain dead an hour before we got on Zoom. I was like, okay, I got to make this list. What did I like about this year? And I like started with like the big obvious things and worked my way down to the small things. So it just kind of worked out this way. Okay. All the... Small things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a little Easter egg for listeners from the last app, oh. the new Tom DeLonge voice. Um, okay, do you want to start with number 10? Oh my I God, number 10. First. I focus yeah, on like things that got me through 2020. And Okay, well, what's the first thing on your list, Quinn? Just start there. The first thing on my list? <laughs> Not number 10. What, Becca, number 10, the first thing, whatever order you want to go in, you said they're not. They really aren't in any particular order. You act like I'm enforcing some crazy rules on you, but it's our podcast. We can do whatever we want. Well, you heard how my intro went. So... Your intros. In- several. Record number of intros on the pod today. Um. Okay. Number one would be... My just, you know, I was born this way, the way I am, not the Lady Gaga song, just the way I am, like got me through 2020. Like I did surprisingly well this year, despite losing a job, uh, being dumped, uh, not getting a professional haircut this year, (laughs) not being able to get my hair bleached, um... And it's because uh, I am someone who has bad social anxiety. So the fact that no one is was going anywhere this year really helped me feel better about myself and being such like a homebody and not feeling bad about it. And also, I am an introvert. And so like... <laughs> <laughs> You know, so basically, you're just ultimately you're just saying like I got me through 2020. Yes, like I feel like people who are really outgoing and thrive off of like other people's company had a really hard time this year, and what a switcheroo it was! I just yes. like came out from the shadows, and I was like, yeah, I'm staying in the shadows, and that's how I like it. I can be like yeah. alone with myself, even though like. I mean, the closer it gets to Christmas, like, the more depressed I get. But, like, mm-hmm. overall, you know, shout She's out. doing it. <laughs> She's fucking cheers to that queen. <laughs> clink. Wireless <laughs> clink. Um, yeah, no, I think that that's, I love that. We celebrate that oh, 110 billion percent. Um I know at the beginning of lockdown, I saw a lot of content where people are just like, again, those sorts of people you're talking about, people that like really, you know, thrive from the energy they get in a social setting. were really upset, you know, complaining a lot, just kind of like trying to reevaluate their process for getting the serotonin we all seek. Um, and, you know, I like can relate to you 110% on this topic because for the past two years, like since 2018 on, like me living here in my hometown again, it's like. A, I already am someone that, like, I do love a social situation, but it is really exhausting to and for me. So, like, I love alone time. So this, like, I am, I think I'm just in a similar boat is what I'm trying to get at. It's like, I, I also, like, 
you know, a lot of people being like, oh my God, I'm so cut off from like, you know, musicians saying they're cut out, cut off, cut off from touring. People that love to just go to shows saying they're cut off from like going and socializing at shows. Gays saying they're cut off from like clubbing. It's like, y'all, I stay cut off from all that shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like, I don't want to, I, I hate to be like that person. It's like, oh, you know, like, welcome to my world. But like, yeah. it is sort of like that where it's like, you know, I essentially the past two years have been like conditioned to live in this sort of condition you yeah. know Hell conditioned yeah. to con- the condition yeah it's iconic it's it's something it's a mess but it unfortunately is like truly a silver lining in like a really shitty scenario yeah it has gotten me through that was the end of that sentence <laughs> 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 I love that. Okay, so my number 10 on my list happens to be a little film called Gremlins 2. Oh so. my god. <laughs> um at the, right around Halloween time, like probably a week after Halloween, I was um I was talking with some friends and we were talking about trying to watch movies that would get us into the Christmas spirit. And of course, Gremlins came up in the discourse. So it was like, all right, well, let's watch Gremlins. So we watched Gremlins and it was like, okay, like, um, does anyone know anything about Gremlins 2? Has anyone seen Gremlins 2? You know, the oft forgot sequel. So we just happened to wiki it and read the wiki on it. And if you read the wiki on Gremlins 2, the plot is absolutely insane. Really? It's one of those plots that like when you're watching it, yeah, you think it's crazy. You're probably like, well, how did this movie get made? Like, why did this movie get made? But when you're reading it, it's actually extra crazy. So it's we read the plot. Gremlins 2. The new yeah. badge. The new badge, yeah. Uh, famously, Taylor, my friend Taylor and I refer to it as G2, <laughs> which is also a Gatorade product. But yeah, G2. So basically, that started this whole crazy dialogue where um, we all became obsessed with the like different fusions of gremlins. Becca, you got, listeners can't see this, but Becca's mouth is agape <laughs> while she's reading this wiki. Uh, we became obsessed with the fusions of gremlins. One of them fuses with electricity. He becomes known as Electricity Gremlin. Oh. And to me, that is such a beautiful, funny pairing of words. I love Electricity Gremlin. I want to be him. Early in the movie, he gets trapped in an outlet. Or he gets, no, he gets trapped in a mobile, uh, a phone system. He gets trapped in phone lines. And then at the end of the movie, he actually is the reason why they save the day. They release him and he melts all the gremlins. Sorry, spoiler alert. But just the idea of electricity gremlin, those two words together, love it, j'adore it. Gremlins 2, iconic film. When I worked in the food industry this year, I always joked that the, the teens I worked with were gremlins 3. Like when my boss was there, they were so cute and so sweet. But the minute they left and I was in charge, they were truly horrible <laughs> gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> all right that's not all that wow okay i have to watch this it's so good I Becky. Love, you'll love I it i love the first gremlins it's so cute and like it's like a little chaotic but it's like it's like sweet and endearing in like a funny way there is a scene that i'm sorry to get back on my little no, high horse about this it. there's a monologue in gremlins 2 involving um Phoebe Cates' character and Abraham Lincoln that, like, you know when gays, like, film gays love to be like, oh, I love the monologue in blankety blank blank blank. I deeply love, me as a new film gay, I'm coming out as a film gay with Gremlins too. The Phoebe Cates' uh, her monologue about Abraham Lincoln, that is my Oscar-worthy winning monologue from a film. Period. Wow. Oh, yep. <laughs> 
I just <laughs> looked up the sound department credits because I know my favorite professor from college worked on the first Gremlins, and he also worked on Gremlins too. Oh, wow. That's actually, I'm honestly gagged by that. I'm also, I'm sorry, I'm a little distracted because Lily from La 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 just commented on my beautiful post about today's episode and where I talk about how before we were friends, I was a fan and she just commented, we are not friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Becca, what's next on your list? Um, Number two is the new era of not wearing a bra okay (laughs) (laughs) neo-feminism yes i feel like i have barely worn a bra this year it's great it is so freeing i and this is just like me okay like tiny boobs i can do that i understand Other people do not have the same advantages of me when it comes to boob size. And I understand. You're checking your boob privilege. Yes. I have boob privilege in that I have small boobs and I don't need a bra to support them. And (laughs) this year has been great because it's it's like, what's a bra? I'm not Lizzie McGuire. I don't want a bra, okay? Okay, I know nothing about Lizzie Damn McGuire. Damn it! Other than, you don't get that other, reference. I don't, yeah. I hope some listener somewhere hears that and is like, yes, queen, but me, I'm like, what? Uh, I made, I, I made a, like, um, my own meme out of that scene because she, like, has a breakdown and she's like, I want a bra, okay? A bra! <laughs> and I changed the word bra to dog. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, and okay, yeah. Wow, I that's a really I think that's an amazing coming in at number nine on your non numerical list. I think that's really great. <laughs> okay, my number nine on my list is um, quitting my food service job, which happened last Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Again, um, I don't know what will make it into the cut from the beginning of this app, but we did chat a little bit about how um, basically this year I started picking up shifts at a coffee shop and cafe job that Becca and I had, Becca and I both had when we were in our 20s or young years, teens, 20s. Um, I started picking up shifts there and then COVID happened. Half the staff went on leave and I really liked my boss at the store. So I was like, you know what? I'll like step up. I'll be assistant manager here. I'll work five, six, sometimes seven days a week during the middle of a fucking pandemic. Like, yeah, I don't see any problem with that. I'll do that. I need the money. I'll do it. Um, And then after doing that for nine straight months, I was like, actually, I need to not do this. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, last Tuesday, I quit my food service job. And that happens to make it on my my list of top 10 rock moments of 2020. (laughs) Oh, yes. Congrats on having a say and not having a job. (laughs) Yes. You know, to, to have the autonomy, I know a lot of people are without jobs for reasons beyond their control but like um for starters i was making 
pennies on the fucking dollar to begin with and it just my mental health wasn't worth it so and i've seen like a lot of discourse online about like you know like if you got let go this year and you know you're on unemployment there you know mcdonald's is hiring hardy's is hiring this coffee shop is hiring it's like no i'm here to tell you don't do that like you the mental health yeah your mental health is much more important and if you oh go ahead I was just going to say, if you happen to be someone that, like, those are the jobs you've always had, that is also great. Mm -hmm. But, like, you know, it's just kind of like a to each their own sort of thing. You know your threshold. Yeah, you know your threshold for what you can put up with. And this year, I... um, I basically red-pilled myself into thinking my threshold was much stronger than it was, and it was not. So... Yeah. Now I'm unemployed. Food service is really tough, and... I would like to ask a question for our listeners. Email your answers to it rocks or it sucks at gmail.com. <laughs> if you are someone who has worked both in food service and retail, let us know what is worse. They're, I feel like they're tied, truly. I honestly feel like food service is worse. I have tons of retail friends, though, that like. I just think about. How I've had so many roommates over the years, and it's so obvious to me when they haven't had a food service job, because you literally have to, working in food service, you clean up after the messiest people. And and that has, like, affected me so much throughout my life. Like, I have to push my chair in. Oh, all the time like it's such a pet peeve when people don't push their chair in i don't like leaving crumbs on any tables like let me wipe those off myself like that job is exhausting you have to like just clean up after the messiest people it's like it's like your first experience as a mom it's like do you remember yeah it's it's like truly training for being like a mom yeah or any sort of parent that lives at home and is dealing with that kind of stuff which i feel like a lot of people are probably doing this year that are not used to doing that so shout out to them for adapting but um do you remember that time were you there when uh that baby threw like projectile vomited in the second room no and okay well (laughs) This was this was still when Emily was there. And I remember it was like me and like two other people working. Baby projectile vomits in the other room. The lady's like on the way out and she like tells Emily. She like catches Emily. And is like, hey, I'm so sorry, but my baby just like, you know, Ralphed all through this room. I'm really sorry, but like I'm taking her out of here because I hope she's not sick. Like I just wanted to alert you. And Emily turns to me without even the blink of an eye, turns to me and is like, Carl, do you mind cleaning that up? And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, why me? <laughs> Like, of all the people working and you, you give me the job of cleaning up the baby barf? Like, no. Okay. No, 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 no. I mean, I did it. It was not that bad, but it was just like one of those things where I was like, why me? No, 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 no. Kids are the. (laughs) I just. I have like flashbacks to like the amount of crumbs left behind by children. I love that you're traumatized by crumbs. I really am. That, in addition to, like, my dad yelling at us anytime crumbs were, like, on the counter or, like, on the floor. I'm, like, double traumatized. Okay. What's next on your (laughs) list? Was that your... I can't remember whose turn that was. Oh, it was mine, quitting my food service job. Okay, it's your turn. food service job. Okay. Number three is the show Parks and Rec. (laughs) 
I'm gagged. That is, I was just talking to someone, uh, Parks and Rec, The Office, like all those shows, I say two shows, but all those shows that like people are like, you know, I just find comfort in watching reruns of this. I've never experienced that. So talk to me. What's, what do you like about Parks and Rec? Parks and Rec, I watched it all like many years ago. And I want to say like this summer, I watched the entire series again and it is just so funny and (laughs) (laughs) it's just like so lighthearted and silly and just like a really funny show that makes me laugh out loud more than any other show and you there's no like real frustrating conflict like you're not left on the edge of your seat it's just it's in in your words, I'd say it's a fun show. <laughs> I love that a sentence like that, that's like literally on like a first grade reading level is in my words. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I was actually, I have some TV listed uh, coming up on my list, but um, I was just venting the other day about The Mandalorian, which is something I have enjoyed this year. It's not on my list because I truly, it feels like talking about conflict, every episode, they're always getting up to something. And I hate that. <laughs> I hate when a show involves the main characters always getting up to something. That's- I'm like, just don't get up to it. Like, just mind your business. <laughs> Well, I am immediately thinking about right now I'm strictly watching Adventure Time because it's another just like mindless, fun show. And imagining if Jake and Finn just never got up to something. (laughs) Like that's the whole premise. (laughs) Yeah, that's what all the hijinks revolves around is them getting up to something. Yeah. Yeah, I think that ultimately... If the Mandalorian wasn't always getting up to something, it would be really boring. But, like, sometimes I need that. Which kind of... Oh, please. No, which kind of... I was going to say, which kind of leads to my next number on my list. Well, I'm getting really grateful right now with making myself another drink. Um, I was going to say, I just heard a loud splash. um, Okay, your... My thing was Parks and Rec, and then your number three is... My number eight... Yeah, oh, my right. tech. I'm we good, are literally I'm going, doing opposite. Yeah, this, this is how straight people go down the list this way, and gay people go down the, up the list this way. Um, okay, so I'm starting at number eight. Uh, my number eight is the show Survivor. Oh, yeah. Now, what would you say, Becca? I'm all yours. I just said, oh yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love your disdain for wanting to talk about this topic. Is shared with a lot of my audience, Becca. So don't worry, but. Getting into Survivor in the last month, this is a truly new venture for me, but getting into Survivor in the last month has truly alienated me with from so much of my audience. And I'm very, I'm here to apologize to them, but it is something I'm really enjoying. So unfortunately, you're going to continue to see more of it. Now, I do want to say in March when quarantine first started, I did attempt... I know everyone, every gay with an iPhone attempted to get into Survivor back in March. I was one of those. I started with Cook Islands, which is famously Survivor Race Wars season. And four episodes in, I it got spoiled for me. And at that time, I like really cared about like the end goal, like who won. So I stopped. But then I realized in the like 
six months since March, I've realized that, you know, it doesn't really matter who wins or loses. The show is just good. So now I've watched, I think, six seasons in ultimately two weeks, which is a little crazy. And I do that shit yes, all the time. It's fine. Okay, but to anyone that I like, I have some outstanding projects and deadlines with some some people and friends. And if I am, (laughs) if I have totally blown past our deadline because I've been watching Survivor and you're seeing me watch Survivor actively on my Instagram story, I just want to apologize. But it's just really, it's making me feel normal right now. And in December of 2020, all we want to do is feel normal. Retweet. You hear me? Can I get an amen? I don't have Twitter. Um, okay, well. Yeah, you, the last time I was like, I need a new show to watch because, oh my God, like, I can't even keep track of how many series I have watched this year. And you were like, oh, just like give Survivor a chance. And <laughs> I never did and instead started Adventure Time. Which is also great. But- <laughs> But yeah. Shelly's on Adventure Time. That is truly... Okay, so listeners, Becca texted me that day. She was like, I was watching Adventure Time and this one character's voice sounded so familiar. So I Googled it and it turns out that it's voiced by the same person who plays Shelly from Hemlock Grove. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I God. recognize her voice from her character in Hemlock Grove because she, she does not speak. talk. <laughs> but that would be really funny if I was like, oh... <laughs> Where have I heard this beautiful <laughs> dialect? <laughs> oh, God, I'm sweating. Okay. <clears throat> Survivor. Okay. Yeah. Well, what's on? What's next on your list, Queen? Number four is paint by numbers. Like the physical... I'm sorry. I'm like, I choke on my wine. I'm like, what? Are your you face. physically... <laughs> are you painting by numbers, like in reality? So... When this whole thing started, I ordered two paint by numbers. Some people okay. don't know what paint by numbers are, and I'm not gonna explain it to you. Look it up. <laughs> <laughs> she says, children listening to the pod who can't Google, fuck you. <laughs> I'm not gonna give away my free knowledge. Um your masterclass on paint by numbers. But I ordered a paint by numbers. Do you know who Botero Botero is? Is that an art, a famous artist? Is an artist. He's like the guy who makes everything with like a really fat face. Like okay, like I ordered his version of the Mona Lisa, but the Mona Lisa is like really really chubby. Okay, cute. Love that. <laughs> so you're doing a paint by numbers of a fat Mona Lisa. Yes, and. So I literally have, like, just the background left to paint a big space. It's been this way since July, probably. I don't know. I It really got me through. I would, like, wake up every morning with a purpose, and that was to work on my paint by numbers and listen to podcasts all day. And that's what I did every day, all day. Great distraction, you don't have to think about anything and um it's a true lifesaver well let's uh it's a cliffhanger right now as to if i'm actually gonna finish it before 2021 Um, well when you finish it we will obviously post about it now that it's part of the pod canon i'm so excited to see yeah it's uh 
Oh, I was like recommending it to everyone. I was like, yo, if you have anxiety, if you just have like constant negative thoughts about everything like I do, just paint by numbers is the answer. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That's honestly so cute and so sweet. I just adore that. I had no idea you were doing it either. You never told me. Mm, um, mm. <laughs> Some secrets are best kept. <laughs> okay. Wow. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. What's your... What's yours? Well, my number... What's yours? My number seven <laughs> happens to be the day that Rain on Me came oh. out. Uh, Rain on Me, Lady <laughs> Gaga featuring like. Ariana Grande. Yes. Okay. So I don't know the date. I should have probably looked it up before I got on Zoom. And now, unfortunately, I don't want to click those keys and Google, Google it. Um, yeah. But I will say um, I'm part of a gay Mario Kart chat full of 12 people. And the day that Rain on Me came out... Literally, I think over 600 messages got sent in that chat. It was just like, it was a day to feel like a human being with a purpose. It was released for some... May 22nd, 2020. May 22nd. May 22nd, 2020. That is a, that day will go down in infamy. Get it tattooed on you, 5-22-20. That actually has, yeah, that actually would look very beautiful aesthetically. Maybe I will. I did famously give myself a Lady Gaga tattoo this year. In a moment of weakness, but what is it? well, it happens to be from Chromatica, and I I tattooed on my own leg. You can't see it on Zoom, but I tattooed <laughs> a thousand doves on myself. <laughs> I did it upside down, and a thousand doves is a famously controversial song on this record um, that people don't stand fully, but I do. So, anyway, the day Rain on Me came out, the merch, the music video, just everything about it, it was a reason to celebrate. Hell yeah. I agree. Ugh. I want to say that was, yeah, that was my second most played song of 2020 on Spotify. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. What's next on your list, Queen? Um, I'm going to, rather than strictly following my list, since you just mentioned Lady Gaga, I will say, in general, good new music my favorite album of 2020 was bully sugar egg um okay it's a flawless record it's so good i've listened to it so many times like even at the end of 2020 i just listened to the entirety of it on sunday it's so good that album plus waxahachie's new album plus run the jewels and of course Lady Gaga, Tao and the Get Down Stay Down and Wow. Okay, your list is so different from mine. I love this. And then Chloe. Chloe X Sally. Okay, well, okay, because okay, <laughs> Chromatica and Ungodly Hour by Chloe X Halley are on my list. I'm just going to go ahead and skip to my number, <laughs> my number two then also as well. So we can talk about this kind of together. I will say, you know, famously, 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 a lot of people were talking about how with artists not being able to tour this year, like it would be a good year for recorded music. And um, you know what? Unfortunately, those people were right. (laughs) Though I feel like a lot of these bigger albums had been like, you know, planned for normal release. Um, I feel like a lot of these albums were, you know, recorded and set um, with release dates to do that. And unfortunately, obviously couldn't do that this year. 
But um, yeah, there was no lack of good music this year. Uh, I I don't know. This year felt so different. I feel like usually at the end of a year, I am like battling within myself what my favorite albums were. And this year, I'm not because it's not even... There's no contest. There's like no... I feel like I don't even have a top 10. It's like a top six. But you know what? Maybe I feel like there probably were more albums. I know for me specifically, I know there are more albums I like loved and cared about at like a certain junction in this year. But they're just like this year with nothing else to focus on in terms of music. It's like there are just a couple I would play every single day. Yeah. 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 Which are that's like the albums I mentioned were those, which is basically my criteria for what I think the best albums of the year are. Like, didn't Perfume Genius put out their album this year? He, Mike and Alan did, yes. Yeah. I that's I was actually going to talk about this because I did my Spotify wrapped and Perfume Genius wasn't anywhere on it. Like, I was in the top 0.05% for Lady Gaga listeners, which is interesting and something. <laughs> um, and I did buy it. I did physically buy that record on CD too because I wanted the Target bonus tracks. But Perfume Genius wasn't anywhere to be found on my Spotify list. And I was like, what? That's crazy because I know I listened to that record. But that was one of the few records that I bought the day it came out on iTunes, burned on a CD, and listened to the fuck out of in my car. Because mm. I was like, okay, like, if I know all the fucking words to all these songs on this record and it's not on my Spotify rap, that seems a little sus. But um, I do deeply, I love that album. I think it's really, really yeah, great. Yeah, like, that album I think is amazing. It's really, really good. But also... I couldn't listen to it on repeat because it made me sad. Totally, totally. I think back to like January, February of this past year, I was helping my dad with his carpet cleaning business, a very glamorous profession. Um, And I remember the day that uh, Describe premiered online and I was like literally on a job site with him, like in like a little beach condo on Baldhead Island like with no like power in it or anything like that. And I remember like pulling up my iPhone being like holding the speaker to my ear being like, I have to listen to this right now. I'm so excited. And that song rocks. The album didn't let me down any sort of way, but like, you know, I feel like I would typically in a normal year um, digest an album like that when I'm feeling like a certain type of way. And when the whole year is you feeling that certain type of way and you're trying to escape it, you're not trying to bask in it. I definitely understand avoiding a listen like that. Mm-hmm. But Chloe and Hallie, though, oh my god! Mm-hmm. I it's crazy because I didn't. I'm a poser. I didn't know about them before this year. Um, and that was cover art that I just saw online everywhere. I saw everyone posting it. I was like, okay, I'll finally listen to this record. Like enough people I love have posted about this record. I'll listen to it. And then it just blew me out of the fucking water. It's so good. I like new. I yeah, I kind of just saw them sprinkled here and there like on the internet cuz they started on out, out on like YouTube or something and then Beyoncé mm-hmm. took them under her wing and now they fucking rock and <laughs> they're so good. That album is yeah. so good. That album it's just like it's one of those albums that like I'll put it on and then before I know it I've listened to it six times in a row. Yeah. Like it's just like you don't I personally don't ever get sick of those songs. They're just, they're like the perfect level of like 
intense and emotional that it's like you can listen to it flippantly or you can listen to it with your ears like pinned to the speaker being like okay this is these are bible verses i'm living by now <laughs> like it's just so good and the musicality of it all like the harmonies every part of like the actual tracks it's just so it's amazing i love that album so much yeah I can't recommend it to enough people. I'll be, it's like, it's to me, it's kind of like how anti by Rihanna, we talked about it as a culture for like five years after it came out. Ungodly Hour will be like that for me specifically, where I'm just going to still be talking about it in like 2030. I, you know what I don't like? That is like, uh, I feel like a new trend is these major artists such as Ariana Grande just releasing music constantly. Yes, I, okay, literally, I tweeted about how she's in her Beach House era, about how they did Depression Cherry and Thank Your Lucky Stars in the same, like, three-month window. That's never a good idea. Like, didn't, I mean, I feel like Taylor Swift just pulled that shit. It's like, it's one of those things, like, with an artist of that magnitude, your stands are going to stream your songs enough that you will generate a massive amount of income from a stunt like that. When you're an indie band, I feel like it's a little harder because you... I don't, I mean, I don't know. I've never been an indie band that releases two albums in a year. But, like, in general, I could only assume that, like, music press pushes a lot of people to your releases. I've been made to think that. So, like, you know, when Beach House did it, it's like, okay, your second record is definitely going to get streamed less than your first. So, like, pick the, uh, the one of the two that you, like, stand a little harder yourself as the musician and release that first. I don't know. It's weird. I have not listened to Positions because I don't care. Yeah. I just don't care. Same. Like, I, I haven't listened to anything since the album she put out when she was engaged to Pete Davidson. Sweetener. Yes. Which is an amazing album. Yeah, it's so funny. I bought that record. I like went and physically <laughs> bought that album. I was like, I love this album. I'm so excited. And I listened to the fuck out of it. I still listen to it. I've been listening to a bunch this year. But it's like to th- to get thank you next like six months later and then get positions this year. I'm just like Girl. It's too <laughs> when you savor an album it's an album cycle, that was the word I was looking um, for earlier. When you like when you're like a f- music fan who savors an album cycle, it's just too much content and too small of a window. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. You know she's engaged, newly engaged I know. to a, someone a people, who looks like He's nineteen. No, I'm kidding. He looks nineteen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> yeah it's one of those things where i'm just like i had a bunch of people dm me on instagram too being like have you seen that she's engaged like what are your thoughts on this and i'm like okay a why are you asking my thoughts on ariana Grande's engagement since when have i been like a pop culture consultant and like the relationship department but b i'm just like i don't really care who, who is that guy <laughs> yeah like i was like more distracted by the fact that she has an evie tattoo on her arm i'm oh like my okay God, i was thinking about that too <laughs> we love Evie. A dirty little hoe if I, I ever mean, met one. Her engagement ring is really pretty, though. I can't. It's gorgeous. I, unlike Demi Lovato's, God, I hated her engagement ring. It looked like a fucking class ring made of diamonds. <laughs> it was so ugly. Uh. <laughs> I love that you have an opinion on Demi Lovato's engagement ring. Mm-hmm. Not something I... Yeah. Anyway. Okay. What's next on your list, Queen? Okay. This is going to be a heartfelt one. I just want to oh, give a moment. shout out to my brother Graham and his wife Courtney. 
aka my sister-in-law. Um, I am so glad Graham married Courtney. She (laughs) is a blessing to the high family. Um, they had a baby this year. They are like the only ones in my family who FaceTime me regularly. And every time I answer the FaceTime, it's Wyatt, their baby, like, <laughs> like as if he's That's calling cute. me. That's really cute. And they, they just like get me. <laughs> They're I, th- yeah. I love that. I feel like in 2020 to like have someone in your like actual familial circle like get you and continue to like reach out like when like you know it's I we talked about this on the pod like sometimes it's just hard for you to like kind of like keep those connections strong when the person's not right in front of you and in a year where no one's right in front of you mm-hmm. like that's like really that's so sweet that's so endearing. I love that. Yeah, and like there yeah I mean, I just want the, like, I don't know. I feel like I've really, I have been distant from the rest of my family for various reasons. And like, they're, they're like a rock. <laughs> oh, that's like, I, I seriously, I'm like, like tearing oh, up over here. I think that's so sweet. Keep, I love Courtney, that. Courtney uh, brought up the idea of like them building a granny pod on their property that I can live in. And at this point in my life, I'm like, yeah, I'm down. <laughs> if you build it, I will come. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number six on my beautiful little list is a gorgeous woman and incredibly talented artist that goes by the name of Dua Lipa. (laughs) This is so funny because I don't know a single thing about her. I don't know any of her music. I don't think I even know what she looks like. She is like so far off my radar. And I know it's like, it's like part of gay culture to be like obsessed. Now, I can I can only assume that Dua Lipa has permeated further than just gay culture. <laughs> but, but literally you're not totally wrong. the only people I hear talking about her are gay people. Well, let me just let me just let's begin at the beginning for me. So, Ms. Dua, uh, she, she popped on my radar. She was born on this day. <laughs> Oh, I shan't do that. Um, but literally, New Rules, the song came out, like, what, three years ago? Maybe a little more, a little less. I don't know. I remember loving that song and then, like, listening to that record and being like, okay, like, this is cool. I like this. This is pop music with, like, great sheen. You know, the product, like, the woman, I love her. She's endearing. She's sweet. She's talented. It's like, I'm interested. I'm definitely, I'm buying a ticket. Um, but then this record, in January this year, she released Future Nostalgia. And it's just, like, an album that... Like, every time I listen to it, I would like it more and more. Like, you know, it's like, it's it's such a, like, it's such an, um, what is it called when you do it on purpose? It starts with an I. Intentional. Intention- it's such a, like, <laughs> it's such a, like, intentional attempt to make, like, 
an interesting album like front to back like it's not singles though there are great singles it's like definitely like an album's album and it's like it was kind of like the first album that came out this year that kind of like ushered in this new like modern disco trend it's just so good and she as a person i've i've heard the critique from many like indie rock friends that she's like not personable but if you do any amount of lurking, like my group of friends over the summer, we were like all obsessed with lurking on her. And if you do like any amount of lurking, you can find Dua Lipa commenting on her legitimate real life friends Instagrams with like three and 400 followers from the Dua Lipa account with like multiple millions of followers. She's like commenting on like her legitimate friends accounts. She's so like that to me, that concept to me is just so endearing. I'm obsessed with her. And I famously this year launched a, um, I was going to say it's a petition, but it's not a petition. It's just a personal goal that next year I will meet her and we'll become friends and it will famously be really normal. (laughs) It won't be weird or awkward or like I'm a super fan or anything. She just seems cool and I feel like we'd vibe. Becca is speechless on this topic. I I don't know anything about her. Well, so, the, like, I Becca, can't I'm, have an I'm nominating you. I'm nominating you to for the listen to Dua Lipa's Future Nostalgia Challenge. I think you'd really like the album. I'm just like looking at pictures of her, and I'm like, she looks like every other girl these days. Well, I think she had a no. <laughs> you're totally fine. There's like I sometimes I see pictures of her, and I'm like, you could not exist if the Kardashians didn't. Yeah, exist. like, but like she's so she's like she's Albanian in heritage. She's a model. She like did like the kind of Justin Bieber route to success, where she was like, I like to sing. I'm going to make singing videos on YouTube, and that like got her a record deal. She's just cool, and she was just on SNL, which felt like really like some sort of cosmic power like me dming everyone that i know um just being like oh my god do it on snl this feels like really poetic i'm just excited we love her to like start the year with her and end the year with her i'm like oh i just love her but okay we'll close the chapter on me screaming about miss <laughs> what's next on your list you know what time it is what time is that time for mystery shape Reese's. oh my god this is so exciting what shape do you think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be another lump another just round lump yeah it is it's supposed to be a bell (laughs) (laughs) hold it up (laughs) <laughs> I love it. I love Reese's. Okay. Okay. So this is about to become a mukbang, listeners. But um, Becca, I just did Miss Lipa on my list. What's next on your list? Well, now I'm eating. We set you up for failure. I'm eating a lumpy Reese's. Hold on. Okay. Next on my list is podcasts <laughs> <laughs> all right okay speak on that like okay i've been a consumer of podcasts since before they were you know the hot thing to do and <laughs> <laughs> 
No, for real, though. They just, like... I feel like all of my knowledge and everything I learn these days comes from podcasts. I'm no longer in school. Things I learn. My favorite would be... My favorite that I discovered this year, I've mentioned before, and that is True Romance. And there's also, you know, a classic is Stuff You Should Know. Uh, I've actually never listened to that. I just got a bunch of ads for that, though, which made me like, okay, I'm curious. Yeah, it's great. You just find something that piques your interest. um, And they just... They have the most calming voices. I could listen to them talk all day. They're they're great. There's, you know, 20,000 hertz, which is like if you're into sound things like me, that's cool. And then most recently is um, especially. (laughs) (laughs) She's from Minnesota. (laughs) It's called Especially Heinous, and it's an SVU pod, and they just recap all the episodes of Law and Order SVU. <laughs> okay, that sounds fun. We listen to such different pods. Uh, I literally we really do. I mean, recently I did hop on the Las Culturistas train. Um, a truly chaotic time to be jumping on that train <laughs> with the Twelve Days of Culture. <laughs> but <clears throat> yeah, I mean, there's more. There's like limited series ones that I got really into, like. <clears throat> Sorry, my throat is so phlegmy. You just ate a bunch of chocolate. You're just phlegmy as hell. <laughs> <laughs> There's one called Park Predators, which was like all about murders that happened in national parks. And there was one called Chameleon, which was about, quote unquote, the Hollywood uh, scam queen, basically, which was really interesting. Like, that kind of shit, you know? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of like nonfiction, but like kind of wild to the human imagination yeah. sort of stories. Okay, I love that. That sounds so fun. Mm. What about wow, okay, you? Well, I famously, I famously have, I have a podcast on my list. Um, it's coming in at number, shit, where's my notes up? Sorry. <laughs> It's coming in at number three on my list. So, listeners, if you were with me, Dua was six. We're skipping to three real quick. Um, And three is this podcast. That's on my list. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, well, it's just like, okay, Becca, earnest moment. This has been such a cute way to, you know, keep in touch, to like open fun, goofy dialogue between two friends, and then to bring in friends that also like I have been deprived of this year because touring hasn't existed. Yeah, shout out. I was thinking about how like you force people to be your friend by making them be in a band with you and how I (laughs) pulled that shit by forcing you to have a podcast with me, but based off of your original idea and also how I'm living vicariously through you because you're friends with like a lot of my favorite musicians and now I get to talk to them because you're pals with them and then you bring them on the pod and I get to talk to them. (laughs) 
It's a really cute little economy we've got here. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like, it's like just, just such a fun way. There's so many people that like when you're in a touring band or you just kind of like are living in your normal life when there isn't a pandemic at hand. There are people that like, you know, you're on tour, you see them or they're on tour, they see you. There's just like a number of ways that you interact with these people that you love that are in the same field as you when you're making indie rock and to like not be able to see them at all has been like has kind of thrown me into like a spiral where I'm just kind of like seeing these people that share this interest with me when you live in like a weird rural area like this and you're not like around people that embrace the same culture as you like I didn't realize how much I needed that so doing the pod like getting to talk about music with someone whose taste I know I agree with aka you and to like see these friends I'm just like I just feel really like lucky to get to do this which is just goofy like we're not getting paid (laughs) we're literally we're working for free money Uh, we're essentially we pay guests to be on the pod so it's kind of like we're losing money but it's just so fun I like I love it um, I would like to start getting paid uh, if anyone knows how to make that happen. Yeah, literally, please, some network, just pick us up and just have ads ready for us. Or if any like advertisers both... want to use us, email us yeah, I'd at love to, it rocks I would love... at gmail.com. <laughs> I would love to start sleeping on a beautiful new Casper mattress. Oh my God. Or, <clears throat> yeah. You know. Yeah, the pod was on my list. Again, I'm skipping around, but um, do you want to go next? Yes, because speaking of a Casper mattress, something on my list is my bed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, give us the details. Give us the rundown. Uh, The details are I live in my bed. When I'm not recording the pod, I am laying in my bed. I watch TV in my bed. I take several naps in a day in my bed if I'm not sitting at my desk I'm laying in my bed and you know I probably spend 80% of my life in bed and (laughs) where would I be without it you know it's so important It's truly, it can make or break a human existence. Like, I am also someone that gets off on just spending as much time as possible <laughs> in bed. As my friend Troy describes it, he says, surfing uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory grandparents tease <laughs> when you're, like, always in bed. <laughs> um, but, yeah, anyway. Yeah, I also, my mattress is, like, comically uncomfortable. And I think that I also have uncomfortable pillows. So this year I kind of went on, like, a quest to fix that. And I think I made some headway, but not a lot. So, so, like, talk to me about your bed. What do you have? What do you sleep on? I have a Helix mattress. It's one of... You have a Helix? Yeah. It was, like, one of my first, like, big adult purchases. Um, because, like, that. before I had a really shitty, like, the cheapest Ikea mattress. And I was like, I spend so much of my life in bed. Like, it is worth an investment so helix in case you don't know they like customize your mattress based on like if you prefer like a soft mattress or hard or in between firm firm yes (laughs) or if you're a side sleeper or if you sleep on your back etc etc if you run hot you take the good night sleep quiz (laughs) yeah and (laughs) (laughs) i listen to so many pods that advertise helix mattresses i'm like okay literally i could like recite the ads i feel like i never 
ever hear about them. But like I did my research and I was like, well, this seems like the best bet. And um, yeah, I mean, I notoriously have very hot legs when I sleep at night. Um, for whatever reason, my legs are furnaces, strictly my legs. They sweat like crazy at night. But I don't know if it's because, like, now it's cold. But I just discovered if I only sleep with a duvet, that doesn't happen. Whereas before I had, like, a sheet and a duvet. You do the sheet, the flat sheet. <laughs> so... Like, since just switching to Strictly Duvet, my legs are less sweaty. I have to say, Miss Flat Sheet, that is, she causes so much chaos in a normal night of sleep. I have realized that I depend deeply on a flat sheet, and I used to not be like that. I used to be fitted sheet and then comforter. Mm -hmm. I was never a flat sheet queen. And then I, like, bought a beautiful bedspread this year and was like, okay, like, you know, I'll make this work. I'll be a normal citizen of, you know, the human race who has... Yeah, a citizen of tomorrow to quote Tokyo Police Club. This is a music podcast after all. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I just, I, I find myself doing the same where I'm just like, it, I get so hot. I'll get in bed freezing and be like, oh my God, there's no way in this six, <laughs> five, maybe eight hours of sleep on a good night that I'm going to get, there's no way I'll ever get warm. And then like an hour into sleeping, I'm like sweating profusely. So, okay, this is good to know. Mm-hmm. Go back to just duvet. Not that I have a duvet. I just have an ugly, nasty comforter that's really well, What's lumpy, the difference between a comforter and a duvet? I have... A, okay, I don't... I'm speaking out of my little asshole, my <laughs> tight little asshole when I, when I talk about this topic. Um, but a duvet I have read is sort of like almost like a feather bed type of thing that you buy covers for. Right. So like you can buy a duvet and then you buy a duvet cover and that's like essentially like a comforter on steroids. A comforter would just be like a nice like plush blanket you probably get in a like set with like gotcha. shams and everything. So yes. I actually have um it's another like often advertised like fancy duvet. Um is it Brooklyn? In? No. <laughs> I got a buffy duvet. Uh, I think it was it was for one of my birthdays. Um, it was my birthday okay. present because that's what I asked for is like <laughs> bedding and new bath towels. Um, and so the hype around Buffy is like it keeps you cool, but it's also warm. It's like eucalyptus or some shit. Okay. <laughs> I love when betting is like, we're infused with green tea and sage. I'm like, okay, what the fuck? You're just cotton. Like, literally, don't lie I to honestly me, but... got it because it was like, it's breathable. And I was like, I got to find a solution to my sweaty ass legs at night. <laughs> and now that I'm sleeping with just that and not a sheet, it is, it, it's really good. It's nice. I love that. Okay, we celebrate that. All right, next on my list, um, I'm kind of I'm throwing the numbers to the wind because at this point we've jumped around a little bit. Um, but one thing I do want to talk about is uh, Adele on Saturday Night Live. Did you watch the app? I never watched Saturday Night Live. 
Okay, that's totally fine. I also am not a frequent viewer by any means. Like, it has to be, like, good guests for me to be like, okay, yeah, like, I'll turn my attention to it. And I've, like, turned my attention to it a little bit more this year just because I've had, like, more free time to watch it. Um, But Adele on Saturday Night Live, all I really cared about is there was an amazing sketch where she plays a contestant on The Bachelor. And at one point in time, she's hogging all the time from all the other contestants. And she leaves, finally, that one of the girls convinces her to walk away. And it cuts to a scene where she's inside of a bush. Right. And she performs a song. I saw you piss. She, yes, she performs her famous Adele song, Hello. And the lyric is, hello from inside this bush. That is such, that tickles such a specific nerve of my humor that you can ask the people I that watched me that were in the same room as me when I was observing this skit. I was like crying laughing. I laughed about it like strong belly laughs for weeks on end it's just so funny <laughs> i love silence from the peanut gallery but it's just like hello from inside this bush is just the perfect it's like the absolute um, most perfect lane of absurdist humor for me thank you <laughs> <laughs> close the door on that <laughs> what's next on your list um, queen? you know i'm just one of those people that if I don't know anything about whatever you're talking about, I can't. She's not gonna say I can't anything. say anything about it. Like that's fine. I don't understand how people have that ability to like speak on something that they know nothing about. It's called the audacity, <laughs> and some people just have it. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Next on my list is dog instagram accounts oh my god beck i feel like this has been on your list every year since 2011 uh, true true <laughs> true 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 um i mean they give me a reason to live uh i cannot own a dog i have already mentioned how many dog accounts i follow on instagram i <laughs> 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 I dogs are my most favorite animal in the world. They give me so much joy. They are pure. They are they provide so much happiness and serotonin and dopamine to my brain that if you were a fly on the wall when I'm looking on Instagram and scrolling through and I see like a video of one of the dogs I follow and the noises I make and like <laughs> sometimes I cry. Um, oh my lord. I want a dog so bad but anyone who knows me knows that I am waiting for the perfect moment in my life to get a dog because it is a commitment. It is like for the rest of your life. I want to be settled down, provide a stable beautiful perfect environment where i can spoil my dog and i'm not at that point right now and so she's not getting a dog listeners she's being very responsible about the entire concept yes because they deserve the world yeah i totally i famously 2018 i got thrown into owning a dog um 
and it's a dog that had been in my life for years and years and years before that but it is i will say it is a lot of responsibility i had a job at the time that allowed me to kind of make my own schedule which was very beneficial to owning a dog but yeah it's a lot of work to do it in a way that doesn't make you feel guilty at all it truly is a ton of work and um you know uh Shout out very recently the account We Rate Dogs. Uh, okay, had a, they had a boom at a point in time prior to this year. Well, I kind of now you can them. get daily text from them, and, then it features, and you do that. And it features a freaking dog. And it's like, <laughs> oh my god, the one I got today, I saw it on Instagram last night, and it made me cry. What kind of dog? What breed? What breed? They're usually little pit bulls. Oh my god! And the amount of rescues I follow that are based here. If you live in San Francisco and you want an adorable three-legged pit bull, that oh my god! Her name is Diamond. She's been through a lot, but like, oh my god, she's so cute. And um, what was the dog? It's they took. The people, the owners are like, since we don't have children yet, we brought our dog to see the Christmas lights. And it's like oh the pic God, of cute. them with their head out the car door with like a little hat on. And Listeners, she's, it's not a show. She's truly tearing up right now. It's like, and oh the pic God. is incredibly cute. Oh and then the lights are like shining in his eyes. It's Ruckus. This is Ruckus. His humans don't have kids yet, so they took him around the neighborhood to look at the lights instead. He really appreciated him. He got a 14 out of 10. Wow, 14 out of 10. Teacher, a literal teacher's pet. Oh my god. That is I love that I love that you still all these years later. You know, the internet can be obsessed with cats, the internet can be obsessed but with I'm dogs. I'm allergic to cats, so no. <laughs> it's just like you know it's like one of those things you're just like you know what you like to see on the internet and you stay in that lane and that is so i respect that big head bubby great account (laughs) lily lily bug lpb another dog that makes me gives me a reason to live um there's so many there's like a dachshund that's all white named whitney chuston which oh like my lord in heaven <sighs> i could okay. honestly like this year i thought about like i had several podcast ideas and i was like i just need to start a podcast where i just talk about dogs <laughs> i mean honestly if this pod never takes off queen start that pod oh my God. one of your ideas will definitely land find audience okay. anyways okay Next on my little list happens to be, um, I don't even know what you'd call this. I guess you call it an app. Um, it happens to just be the concept of HBO Max. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> HBO Max famously, you know, when it launched, it was one of the most confusing it, things that's ever really happened was. to streamers. Oh my is God. Is it HBO Go? Is it <laughs> HBO Now? What is it? Well, let me tell you, listener, when I figured it out, when I got it figured out, I was in for a world of amazing, A-plus, world-class entertainment. <laughs> HBO Max has brought me... <laughs> HBO, HBO Max has brought me 
three shows this year, four shows, three shows I really loved, one show I watched all of because I felt like I was culturally <laughs> obligated to. But it has brought me some of the best entertainment I have experienced this year. And we just have to, you know, we have to like raise our glasses to HBO Max. They're doing For it right. Real. I mean, that's what I'm watching Adventure Time on right now. Okay, I didn't even know that was on there. See? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to say HBO Max in terms of original programming. I started the year off being deeply obsessed with Legendary. Legendary, legendary. <laughs> she's she's serving hands right now, listeners. It is definitely something. You can follow Carlos Lanvin on Instagram. He's been doing teaching classes on serving hands. Legendary, so you know. legendary. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Legendary started off my obsession with HBO Max, then quickly became obsessed with I May Destroy You, <laughs> which then led me into Lovecraft Country. Yeah. Those are three shows. Those are three shows I just I have truly loved being a fan of and getting to um to watch. Now I did the last legend the last HBO um HBO original programming show I fell deeply in love with was The Vow, which unfortunately did let me down ultimately. But I did, I did watch every single episode, and at multiple points in time, I did think it was the best thing I was watching at the time. So that thank you, HBO Max. Dragged on so much longer than it needed to. Um, After a while, I was kind of like, "How many more people can you give an entire episode to that ultimately have no consequences in the final episode of?" the show like you know and how this all wraps up when we finally you know like kind of like nip it in the bud a million people you met along the way really don't matter like i guess their story does matter because it's just proof that the whole thing was so fucked but like oh my god you know i just my roommate is vacuuming right now do you hear oh i like that i can hear (laughs) it yeah it's cool we'll just gate it out the bitch you think like, just, I mean, I don't have to gate it out, but you gate can gate it, it out. out. That's not how we'll get it out that pose. shit works. It's uh, like, how she goes, that's not how that shit works. That's not uh. how that shit works. Okay, what's next for you? What's next? What's next? That was it. I mean, when you mentioned this podcast, Roxer sucks, that was like my number 10. Like, this podcast. Okay, so your list is done. Hold on, I don't want to actually talk about it while the vacuuming is going on. But speaking more on HBO Max, Samurai Jack is on there, which, like, I highly recommend revisiting as an adult because it is so good. I had a roommate that really liked that show, and it was was at a time when I didn't appreciate it, but it's definitely something I would go back and watch because I do remember it going over my head as a... Yeah, 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 yeah. And then a really great show on there, if you want to fall asleep to something, is The Great Pottery Throwdown. It's basically the Great British Baking Show, but with pottery. With ceramics. Yeah. yeah, I have a friend that was, like, recommending this to me. Okay. I, like, if I need to fall asleep, I put that on. Um, oh, that sounds fun. And what else is... Oh, I just finished The Flight Attendant, which, Carl, I think you would enjoy. Gay Twitter loves that show. It is chaos. Um, (laughs) What else have I watched? I mean, I watched everything you've mentioned. I did watch The Undoing, which, like, was not worth it. Um, 
I famously started it and was like, okay, I can't even do episode one. Fucking no. Uh, oh, How To with John Wilson. Okay. Oh, my God. Which now I want you to know three people have come forward telling me I would love this show, which means I'm almost about to watch it. <laughs> it made me so happy. Corey Urban messaged me and asked he said he asked you and Graham if you had watched it, and they said no, and he just wanted to say it is so good, and uh, it's been renewed for a second season. Okay, and you watch that on HBO? Hmm? You watch that on HBO, mm-hmm. Max? Okay. Cool. Noted. And then, like, all the, if you want to catch up on all your Studio Ghibli films, they're on there. I don't really care about anime. Um, my next one is Full Bloom. I'm going to start that, which is, <laughs> okay. like, amazing competitive floral arrangement show. Oh, I've heard about this, too. Yeah, I follow, uh, like, one of the hosts on Instagram unknowingly. Yeah, um, yeah, HBO Max is worth it. I Famously, when I lost my job, I looked at all of the subscriptions I had and, like, was unsubscribing to a lot of things where I was like, well, I can't afford to pay this monthly thing anymore. But HBO Max made the cut. <laughs> there you go, listeners. If you're not paying for HBO Max, get on. Get, find someone, find one of your friends with a login and get it from them. It's very worth it. Or if someone wants to split the cost with me, that'd be cool. The only go. other DM person her. who shares it with me is my mom, but I feel like okay. she never uses it. Um, okay, the vacuum. It's a vacuum gone away. Okay, the last <laughs> thing on my list happens to be a little game that came out right at the beginning of quarantine called Animal Crossing New Horizons. Now, listen, listeners, by now it's December of 2020. We've all heard probably more than we ever care to hear about this game. But let me just tell you what this game has done for me. (laughs) So I've logged over 300 hours playing this game. At one point in time, I had to, I shunned it out of my life because I was like, there's no point in me fixing up and, you know, decorating and redesigning this little fake island in my Nintendo Switch when I have a real house with a real yard that is in disarray. (laughs) I need to go do chores in real life. But through this game, I befriended some gays who kind of have led to like me meeting more gays and this year we all joined a mario kart competitive league together and it has just been like a really funny goofy sense of camaraderie that i never saw coming in 2020 so shout out to rob aquino um for adding me to this chat rob famously thought i lived in new york and was like a city cool a cool city gay and i was when i told him i was like no i literally live in rural north carolina and have my whole life he was like what um but yeah, so it's like kind of like a, a, the hack of the century, and I just feel really lucky to, you know, have played this stupid game about living on a fake little island and have it kind of usher in a new entire friend group for me. I feel very, really lucky, so. That's cute. Yeah, video games. Next How about time I'm it? home, if you 
want some help doing yard work i famously love doing yard work that is okay literally i will hit you up for that because it it's like one of the things i do love doing because it's immediately rewarding it's one of those things like you can work on it and then step back and be like wow that looks Mm -hmm. a lot better but it's just like when you're doing literally living alone having like a medium-sized home on like a kind of a big plot of land sounds like as many pets as i have (laughs) Well, yeah, it is a dream, but it's also a fucking nightmare because it's just like so much work for just you to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't make enough money to hire anyone to come in and help with yard work or help clean the house or anything like that. It's just truly like all me doing it. And it's exhausting. I know it's a um, it's a, a mess of my own making, but I'm just trying to do right by my weird lot in life. So... Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, listeners, if you've gotten to the end of this app. Wow, congrats. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the pod. We both confessed earlier that in all earnesty, it brings us a lot of joy yeah, to make it. It gives me a reason to live. And I can't wait to get my hair cut by a professional. You're literally like that like woman with the bad like curly mullet Ugh. from like the beginning of the protest that was holding up the sign that was like, I need my hair cut. That is that is me on the inside. But It Rocks or It Sucks is produced and edited by Becca High and Carl Kuhn. It's mixed and mastered by Becca High. You can follow the pod on Instagram or Twitter at It Rocks or It Sucks. Thanks for listening and feel free to like, follow, rate, review, share, do whatever you want. Bye. Thank you. Uh, Good luck and good night. And uh, please confess your love for either me or Carl. Um, God, I am so depressed.